0: Hey ladies, are you someone who is afraid to leave the house because you're not sure where the bathroom is going to be located and if you'll make it in time? Or you're out in public and you are doing an exercise routine, you're coughing or sneezing and you're concerned about leaking? We treat this all the time and that's why we want to help more of you understand and realize the solutions to actually take control of your bladder instead of it taking control of you and we are doing an online event with our expert panel on March 25th, it's a Thursday evening at 7 p.m. and we want you to know there is help beyond doing Kegels or any of the medications or surgery that your doctor recommended. So we offer a private setting online with no judgment and we only allow 20 women into this event and allow them to register. So don't miss a spot to register with us, go to level4pt.com/events for the Take Control of Your Bladder Instead of It Taking Control of You, our online event coming up soon. Welcome, ladies, to the Women's Health Happy Hour podcast. My name is Dr. Dawn Andalone. I am a women's health physical therapist, author, educator, and co-owner of Level 4 PT and Wellness. And this podcast is informative, but lighthearted, and we discuss all things women's health in order for you to lead an active and vibrant lifestyle. So cheers, and let's get started. Yay, we are back with another episode of the Women's Health Happy Hour podcast, and I have an awesome guest today, someone I've known for a little while, and she is a very bright woman. And I can't wait for you to listen to what she has to say and share on the topic that we're gonna talk about today. So Dr. Bridget Shelf from Ocean Wellness in Solana Beach is my guest and cheers. Cheers. We're holding a glass up over Zoom. You can't see us, but we say cheers. Dr. Shelf, what are you drinking today? I am drinking a lovely
1: glass of Chardonnay from France.
0: I love it. I have the same and it was like a white wine Friday. So why not? Yeah. (laughs) We were just talking about missing connection and missing being around people during COVID times and, and not having as many networking events to do together. So it's fun to at least get to see your face over Zoom. And we do this today. So thank you for joining me. Truly my pleasure. So tell our audience a little bit about your practice and your background and what your specialties are.
1: Okay. Um, So I have a wellness center in in Solana Beach on Cedros, and we focus on women and children's health. I have a midwife, a massage therapist, an acupuncturist, an esthetician, and I am fortunate to have a wonderful naturopath joining me next month. Um, My background, I did work in physical therapy in the 80s, so a long time ago as a PTA. And then I moved to, into chiropractic, and then slowly over time, cranial, sacral, and functional medicine. Um, I always thought I'd be a sports chiropractor, having a big sports clinic, because I used to work with the Chargers and the Padres.
0: Oh, really? Uh-huh. I didn't know that about you.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was young, and it was just kind of fun, right? And then I got pregnant with my daughter when I was in chiropractic school and just to watch your body morph and change. And I hadn't really been any around anybody pregnant. So it was just a whole new experience for me. And I saw how, um, just cause I would get adjusted and I was really mindful of my nutrition and just how it really helped having that support structurally and nutritionally. And then once I had my daughter, I was, I got fascinated by cranial sacral. And just that fine tuning of that, then I really dove into functional medicine um, because we're all, you know, health is a layer and um, trying to figure out like if you have chronic muscle tension, um, we can get massaged, we can adjust, we can do some PT, but there's might be deeper reasons why. And that's why I do the functional medicine, you know, because I really like to understand why the body does what it does.
0: If someone yeah. doesn't know, yeah, if someone doesn't know what functional medicine means, can you speak on that? Because um, So when
1: I, as a chiropractor, I can write labs and read labs. And I, um, uh, so functional medicine, it's kind of taking a deeper dive into nutritional health. And when I look at somebody, I don't, you, I look at the whole picture, the whole being, not just they have a headache or a stomach ache. I look into the more the biochemistry, the neurophysiology, you know, the neuro, the gastric intestinal system, the brain. Um, I really take a deep dive into the function of the body from a different perspective. So my labs are pretty detailed. Um, I do use traditional lab core labs, um, but the labs I use, I go into genetics, um, you know, just biochemistry, and it just takes a deeper dive into what's going on into the system. And because I work with, um, a lot of infertility, I work with a lot of GI issues, adrenal issues, um, you know, gut issues, gut issues are huge. And gut is the second brain in Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. And so if you, in my opinion, if you don't have a healthy gut, you really can't be truly healthy emotionally and physically.
0: Yeah. Either. So it is the
1: core foundation for health from such a deep level.
0: Well, you hear all this about inflammation, gut health but if you could give an example, like one of your patients that you've seen in the past where you have really focused on treating the gut and maybe what symptoms they were having and what kind of transformation they were able to have. Um, okay. So there was, there was this
1: one woman and she came in and she'd been sick for about 20 years. She was overweight. She was pretty heavy. And, um, the, MDs just kept telling her to lose weight. She was having bloody stools constantly and she could, when I saw her, she couldn't bend her fingers. She was so inflamed. And to touch her, there's a different tonicity to like if you have like from like emotional tendencies in your system tightness to parasites to just inflammation you can kind of feel after doing it for so long what it might be and she i touched her she was just so tender i look at um when i do my exam i look at your tongue your nails i poke around your gallbladder your little cecal valve Um, and she she was just so tender to the touch we did numerous labs and she actually was um worked in um in biomed and um, she would travel all around the world and she was exposed to lots of parasites. Oh, wow. And she had been treated for parasites 25 years ago, but they never rechecked it. Mm. And I suspected parasites and her gut was just a wreck. And so we did stool testing. We found four different parasites and it was ones that she had treated before, but nobody ever retested her. We also found out that she had limes and Epstein-Barr.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: So within about six months, she lost I think 30 or 40 pounds and um, she stopped having um, blood in her stools had normal stools she was chronically fatigued she has three kids she couldn't get out of bed and she is doing pretty well we're still working on the lines that takes about a year Mm -hmm. but she is doing immensely better
0: wow and just not to have that ever really checked, or sometimes you go to a traditional doctor and they're running the basic labs, or they're not even having enough time to listen to what your symptoms are and what's going on, but just having somebody really know their whole story and also to what was missed in the past, if she was treated for it before, but never retested. Yeah. It's funny. A lot of times they
1: don't retest And when I do my history, especially. You know, you want to go back, I go back into your childhood and sometimes even into, you know, when you were in utero, because the mom's microbiome affects the baby's microbiome. Mm -hmm. You know, so if the mom's microbiome is not intact, it's going to be passed on to the baby and there's a vaginal microbiome, there's a placenta has its own microbiome intestines have its microbiome and the vaginal microbiome has more lactobacillus, which is a lower pH, which kind of, which actually it's amazing how the body works, right? It's a check and balance system that will actually kill things because it's a lower pH and kind of protect wow. the baby, you know? So if, you know, like my mom's, you know, cause we're all, we're all stressed right now. Right. And even more now than ever. And that's what I really encourage moms to kind of find a release. <laughs> we, all need, we all need help and we all need support. But if you have a lot, let's say you didn't have any food allergies or food intolerances and you start college and you had a hard time, it was hard to be away from your family In that chronic stress, that actually will deplete your, the, the chronic stress will deplete your microbiome and affect your gut integrity. Wow. And sometimes people will start experiencing GI symptoms in their 20s with food intolerances that they never had before, but it's because their microbiome is disrupted. Mm. So the gut, I mean, it's just so fascinating, the gut, because it's just controls so much of our system. And it's so important to make sure that, you know, that it's, it's functioning optimally. I mean, just there's more serotonin produced in your gut than in your brain, and that's your happy hormone. So yeah. that is is linked to chronic depression, mm-hmm. bipolar, schizophrenia, wow. you know, anxiety, you know, so those things are super important to look at your
0: gut. Well, would people come to you with symptoms of having chronic diarrhea or constipation? Like how are we talking about knowing The symptoms that usually present when, or you just run labs, so you're looking at. Well, part of it is that,
1: you know, I go through like my my intake is pretty thick, my nutritional intake, Um, Mm -hmm. and then I have I want to see all their labs and their kind of work they've done prior to me seeing them, so I can get kind of an overview if they have any. Mm -hmm. And then we just go through the history and I kind of find out what what what's missing. What you know, I look for red flags like you do. You know, Mm -hmm. you look for red flags in the history. Oh, well, people, you know, they have. You ask them, how are your bowel movements? Oh, they're fine. Well, how many do you have a day or a week? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a week. And they're perfect. I'm like, well, that's not good. You know, no. you got to poop every day, people. Poop is very important, <laughs> you know? And so people's normals are skewed because that's just what they've experienced in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and you can have GI issues without having GI discomfort. Okay. You know, it, it's usually cumulative. But, you, you know, if you have brain fog, Mm -hmm. You know, that's a GI issue, you know, because if you have a leaky gut, you have a leaky brain.
0: Mm.
1: So if you have any brain fog, if your moods are kind of up and down, um, you can, if you have more food intolerances than you used to, um, any kind of gas and bloating, any changes in your bowel movements, everybody has gas, but you shouldn't have gas that can clear a room, (laughs) you know, because that can tell you if you're, if it's putrefying, something's rotting in your gut. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I because I, I treat so many infants and these little kids. They'll be six weeks old, and it's like, whoo! What was that? <laughs> that tells me something is wrong with their diet that they're getting. Whether something they're having a food intolerance to mom's milk, mm-hmm. or their microbiome was just disrupted at birth. You know what I mean, and yeah. so and and um. Women that have a C-section, I just tell moms it's another door, it's a sunroof that they come out of, but they don't get that good benefit of getting that vaginal exposure through with the vaginal microbiome, right? Mm. And so if they have a chance to do vaginal seeding at the hospital, or if they have a midwife, you know, they can do that. Um, I'm definitely a big advocate of probiotics for infants, um, especially now because that's your immune system. You know, 80% of your immune system is in your guts. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to keep your immune system healthy. Um, another thing that people don't realize is that vitamin D is really crucial for gut health. Yeah, you know, that helps maintain the integrity of the GI system.
0: Well, that goes on the tangent of asking you about probiotics. I'm glad you brought that up. When adults are looking into that, what do you recommend to people? and should they um, should everyone take them just as a um, kind of to help? No matter what, uh, as a preventative thing, or is it something you have to be tested so you know what kind to be taking? Well, uh, like with
1: with my patients, I think there's three supplements I think everybody should take: a probiotic, vitamin D, and essential oils or not essential <laughs> um, fatty acids, omegas, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because they they affect so many systems in the body. So I think that's really crucial. Probiotic because it's your gut that can only help support your gut microbiome. But just because people say, "Oh, if I take a probiotic, my gut's going to be fine." No, when I think of, when I start working with somebody with poor gut integrity, I, I think of it as like an empty field that has been vacant for decades. You know, there's maybe some trash on there, there's lots of bugs, there's weeds, there's all kinds of stuff in there you don't want. So when you work with the gut, you want to clean out everything first. You know, you want to do, if we need to do allergy testing, we can do allergy testing. If we want to do an elimination diet, we can start with that. But you kind of clean everything out first, right? And then you till it, you know, so we want to kind of fertilize it, whether it be, and we want to get rid of inflammation. You can use glutathione, deglycerized licorice, you know, certain things can kind of calm the system. And if we need to kill something, we use different um, agents for that as well. Um, And then once you get it kind of clean and fertilized, then you plant the seeds like the good probiotic. If you want to build up the integrity, you know, since the vitamin D, there's some different things that also can help with that. Mm-hmm. So, and with probiotics, I also pulse them. I do different strains. Like my patients, they probably go through um, a bottle every month or two, and then we switch it out to different strains. Oh, okay. And if there's something specific going on with them, then you use a certain strain, mm-hmm. you know, so it, you know, they're not all equal and they're not all, you have to really find what you need.
0: Is it usually pill form or what, what type of I form? have pills and powders? Mm-hmm. I have both. Mm-hmm. You know, for the kids I have, like my
1: infants, I have a powder, I have chewable for my, you know, older kids. And then, um, I have some powders for both.
0: When it goes back to people thinking that maybe their habits are normal or they're just accustomed to, can you talk on what's good poop habits? So you should poop at least
1: once a day. They, you know, they say like, ideally you should poop after every meal. Mm Mm-hmm. And one of the things with poop, TMI, you want to make like if you have a really good valve movement, you know, like like Dr. Oz, you know, it's got to be like that long kind of snake-like, right? And you shouldn't have to wipe a lot. Yeah, you know, because if you have to wipe a lot, that tells me the lining in your system, in your your gut, is sticky.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: And it shouldn't be like pellets. It shouldn't be like little snakes. It shouldn't be like rocks. There should be no blood. You shouldn't have to. It should just come out nice and easy.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: You know, and, you know, I have a chart in my office of different kinds of poop, because kids always love it when I talk poop, right? So <laughs> do adults, they get so embarrassed, especially the men. Um, but it's just really important to do things like, you know, it's, 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 it really tells about your health and poop poop, poop should not smell. Mm. You know, it shouldn't smell like a bed of roses, but you shouldn't be running out of the room once you have a bowel movement. <laughs>
0: clear out (laughs) and you
1: shouldn't have like a uh, you know clip by the you know so you can clip your nose right afterwards you know I mean I mean these things really tell a lot the shape the size the color Mm -hmm. you know if it's lighter like if it's really light kind of whitish you know that's like I think more liver gallbladder issues you know Mm -hmm. if it's really dark it could be you know some old blood Mm -hmm. you know or or you ate (laughs) beets, but you know I mean (laughs) So it really depends on what's going on, but you have to have a bowel movement every day. I mean, it's crucial because think about it. So the poop is your waste product, right? Mm-hmm. And if it sits inside your intestine for a while, it actually gets broken down and those, that waste gets reabsorbed in your system. Okay. And one of the things like on the villi in your, in your intestines, they should be really tight junctions, right? Like super tight junctions. And if you're eating something or chronic stress or lots of alcohol, ugly food, you know, processed food, it actually wears away at the line of the intestines and it opens up those gap junctions. Mm-hmm. And what that does, it allows more um, molecules to go inside your bloodstream. And that's when you have more allergic reactions. That's called leaky wow. gut. And on the tips of those villi are actually things that break down like dairy, you know, and if those are worn away, that's when people like all of a sudden I can't eat dairy anymore. It's well, it's cumulative. Mm-hmm. you know and when you like your your liver um, and your bile they get rid of the extra hormones in your system right your liver and your gallbladder are like your filter system and that it's excreted in the bile into the the small intestine goes in large intestines so those extra hormones are sitting in your bowel movement as well and you don't want those re-released so it's all the toxins if you're constipated are sitting there getting re-released
0: yeah, wow, and many people don't even know what's normal and not normal, so no. they just they they don't talk about this. No,
1: no. I shouldn't do book
0: Not until they come to see someone like us, or you know, us being pelvic floor physical therapists, we yes, ask about no. bowel and bladder habits. But it's it's like people don't know what's normal and not normal, and mm-hmm. we see that a lot with bladder issues. But I love it. It's like you should. Everyone should know what's normal because a lot of people have abnormal habits. Well, yeah. And, and
1: like, it. you know, I keep going back. Your gut is your foundation of your health, your emotional and your mm-hmm. physical health.
0: You know, I mean, it yeah. can,
1: you know, with autoimmune disease, metabolic disorders, um, intestinal diseases, neuroflammage disorders, and then also it can increase um, brain and liver cancers. You mm-hmm. can get non-alcoholic fatty liver if your gut isn't right. Wow. You know, so, I mean, there's so many things that, you know. Multiple sclerosis. I mean, so many things that can, can affect.
0: Talk to about, let's talk about foods. So a lot of people that do have dairy intolerance or gluten intolerance, Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the things that you find people that do have inflammation issues and leaky gut problems? Um, I know it depends from person to person, but what are usually the things that you'll start cutting first? Or how do you advise them on nutrition? Um, well,
1: I'm a huge advocate of organic and non-GMO because mm-hmm. um, that's just very inflammatory anyway, all the pesticides. So, and you want to get away from processed foods. Um, you want to eat as clean as you can. Clean meaning, I mean, organic and non-GMO. And it's, it's a lot more affordable now than it's ever been. And also grass-fed meats. You know, I'm a carnivore and um, you don't know, want to eat clean meat. Um, and I've had patients that they used to eat eggs and all of a sudden they couldn't eat eggs anymore. And we talked about where did you get your eggs from and versus now, and they used to get it from their next door neighbor and then they moved and got it from the store. The store they're fed corn Ugh. and they have a corn allergy, but they can <laughs> really eat eggs. Do you know what I mean? So it really goes back to the source. Right. You know, so if they have a lot of GI issues, if, if, we, if we can do an allergy test if they want, we can do elimin- elimination diet. But the top three, four foods for me are gluten, soy and dairy and corn. Those are just really inflammatory foods, especially gluten and dairy. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they just, they're sticky, mm-hmm. you know, in the intestines. And some people can have dairy, but dairy and gluten are different than it was years ago, even when I was a kid. You know, it's just processed differently. The animals are fed differently. They're more stressed. And that's going to affect the quality of the meat and the dairy.
0: Yeah. Like when people go over to Europe and they start eating pasta and other things and they don't affect them. Like mm-hmm. they would in the United States, too. It just mm-hmm. comes back to where is it coming from? How yeah. is it being processed?
1: Yeah. It really is. And again, like there's, like I've been gluten free for over 20 years and I don't cheat on gluten. I just, because I just don't feel good. I'll cheat on dairy. I do love dairy. And I'll do, and what if people really want to have dairy, one eat goat or raw? It's a smaller molecule. It's more easily digested.
0: Oh, you know, and I can
1: have it every once in a while. I just can't have it very often
0: yeah uh, and like who
1: doesn't love a glass of wine and some cheese <laughs>
0: <laughs> you
1: know it's, well together. Line, it's good <laughs> but so that's what you start with that and it takes three weeks for the antigens to get out of your system but to really see a change if you do elimination diet you have to do it like six weeks to, to eight weeks
0: because people uh, say
1: oh I gave it up well how long three days oh well, that's not going to do it and you can't cheat
0: yes Cause you know, that like, just affects everything all over again. Well, you have to start from ground one, you know, yeah.
1: ground zero. So like with, like you said, I work with a lot of infants and, you know, and they really can be, um, um, intolerant to dairy, especially, you know, if they're premature, their body just can't break it down and the mom, and I know it's hard and I appreciate that. But if the mom has something that like a piece of dairy or gluten that fits in the, your nail, that can cause a reaction in the kid. It does not have to be a lot. Yeah. And I've seen kids that I swear their mom just like smelled almost something and they had a reaction. I mean, mm. there's I see kids that are so sensitive. They've got the oozing eczema all over their bodies and it's God.
0: Yeah. That's interesting because my second daughter was born with um, an allergy to nuts. She has... Um, she always had sinus issues when she was a baby and she also had eczema really bad too. Mm-hmm. So it's when we talk about the elimination diet, 10 days is not enough, but you're saying six weeks. Cause we've, we've done a lot of like experimenting and testing too. Six days. To yeah. Okay.
1: And then people, so people also don't realize you can have, like, if I have dairy, I don't feel it right away but within 24 to 48 hours, I get like the dairy shiners, I get super congested. Mm-hmm. And so people say, oh, I didn't, I felt fine that night. Well, you can have a delayed reaction, you know? So you have to be mindful of that as well. Mm-hmm. And you don't have, like with, with, for me, if I eat gluten, I get a little gassy, but my lungs get tight and I get asthma. I had this one guy years ago, he would get deandruffy gluten.
0: Wow. So it doesn't
1: have to be, you know, an overt GI symptom like it's called hyperkeratinosis. When you have the bumps on the back of your arm. that's a gluten intolerance.
0: Mm. Did not so, know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, do, why do you think so many babies are being born with more food allergies or kids now have more food allergies than when we were younger?
1: I think the food, like I said earlier, the process, the way the food is processed is very differently now than it was when we were kids. I'm almost 60 and it was very different back then. Mm -hmm. I think um, we're more stressed as a society and that's going to affect the gut microbiome. That's going to wear it down. Um, We're exposed to a lot more environmental toxins as well. And that's also going to break down the microbiome. And, you know, it's, I mean, you know, people eat, you know, and I'm not, I have no judgment, you know, you eat fast food or you eat processed because it's easy. We're working, Mm -hmm. you know, I get it. It's hard, Mm -hmm. you know, and that constantly wears and wears on the kids. Yeah. And then, so when a woman is pregnant, the first two trimesters, the baby will pull off the mom's adrenal glands. The third trimester, if the mom is really stressed, she'll actually pull off the baby's adrenal glands.
0: Mm.
1: So this kid is going to be adrenal compromised at birth, and that's going to affect the integrity of the gut microbiome.
0: Hmm. Talk about the adrenal glands. What, uh, I mean, that's like, how does that regulate in your system? What is, what does that mean to people that don't know what the adrenal glands do?
1: So the adrenal glands, they sit on top of your kidneys. They're about the size of a walnut and they, um, so when I work with adrenal glands, so the the adrenals, the thyroid and the ovaries work in a triad together. Okay. It's like a, it's the body's beautiful check and balance system. Okay. And they like, so they, they have three phases of adrenal function And I do I draw like a bell-shaped curve. So you have phase one, and you're you're born to hopefully with a full tank of adrenal nutrients, right? So you're born with a full tank of gas, you're going up the hill through life, you know, you go to college, you party hardy, you go have fun, you travel, you get a job, it's really stressful. So you get up to stage two. You know, your tank is maybe halfway full, and then life happens, you have a couple kids. know you maybe don't have a great marriage work is really hard there's a pandemic and you're in stage three so that adrenals affect your hormones they protect so they produce cortisol epinephrine norepinephrine so they're huge in um monitoring our moods and our hormones and our adrenals are in a catabolic state if they're really stressed that affects the gut and also affects muscle integrity memory everything so the adrenals are huge so when i work with somebody I, I, I do the agree. Um, adrenals and the gut are my first two because if I can get the adrenals balanced, a lot of times hormones are balance on their own and so will the thyroid. Mm. So those are kind of my first two. And they really are such key players, almost like the orchestra, the conductor for the, the, the system. And if mm-hmm. you can get those guys in sync and kind of balanced, that can really help. And then, you know, I don't know if you've heard that expression tired but wired you know, that's adrenal insufficiency, mm. you know, and I see, you know, cause I just not primarily treat women and, you know, we're trying to wear so many hats today, you know, we're, we're working, we have a career, we have kids, you know, we manage a household, we manage a husband and now we have to homeschool.
0: <laughs> well, that's a lot. Too much on our plates. It is. It's
1: hard, mm-hmm. you know? And so I really encourage, you know, my mom's, you know, Yeah. And, you know, and so I encourage moms, you know, get as much help as you can ask for help, you know, and if you can't afford to have somebody clean your house, ask your church. I mean, there's always somebody willing to help you. And a lot of people kind of stand back because they don't know what to do. Right. You know, so please ask for help, you know, because especially my new moms, I really want them to kind of sequester and be taken care of. Yes. You know, just bond with your baby, you know, your, they, your hormones change the most and mo- the, the quickest and most dramatic when you have a baby and you birth that placenta. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is such a decrease in estrogen, progesterone. I mean, no wonder we get crazy brain, right? Yeah. You know, so it's so important to ask for help and we get weepy, you know, where, where our oxytocin is going in, our logical mind shuts down and our empathy centers spike up, <laughs> you know, so we're, we can take care of our baby. It's a primitive reflux, right? We just want to take care of our child. Yeah you
0: know? Well, when one other question about this, cause this is so interesting. I could talk to you for <laughs> ages about this. I love this stuff and you answer it in such a way that, or explain it in such a way. It's, it makes so much sense to oh, good. Like, how the whole body has to work together. Oh, it's and- amazing.
1: I, it's just, I love, I love like, and I, I, when I say this, I mean, when I get a really complicated patient I love it because it's, I'm a detective and the body doesn't do anything just to do it. There's a reason, anything, you know what I mean? And I don't like band-aids.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Because band-aids fall off. Right. And symptoms are just telling you there's a red flag somewhere. Yeah. The body will kind of tap at you and then it'll kind of push
1: at you and then it'll knock you over and you Mm -hmm. have to listen.
0: Yeah. What about infertility? And you mentioned how you treat women with that, where, what do you see as like a common thread, um, besides stress can play a huge role in that. But what do you, what do you see as another common thing that can have women struggle with in, infertility? Well, I, I see moms
1: put on birth control, you know, pills as early as 10 years old, Yikes. In, you know, to control, you know, cramping or bleeding. And again, that's a band aid. You know, and I'm not bashing Western medicine at all, but that's what they do. I mean, that's just kind of what they do. That's in their box, right? So women are put on birth control at a really young age and on it for sometimes decades. And and I don't like the the birth control where, where you don't bleed. You have to bleed. Your body is mm-hmm. meant to bleed.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's know? natural. Your it body is natural needs to.
1: Just not, it's just not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I'm not anti birth control, but you, that's one I don't like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so birth control at a really young age, um, and then also women who put on antibiotics for acne.
0: Mm.
1: You know that destroys your gut. Yeah, and it can affect your liver. You know, and then people who are around a lot of environmental toxins growing up, mm-hmm. like I have, I have some patients back in the Midwest and cause I do some telemedicine as well. And they grew up on a farm and they used to run under the, um, what are they called when they spray the pesticides? They used to oh, run gosh. under those kids. We get your kids. It's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. You know? And they have a lot of issues, a lot of cancers that they can wow. have a lot of endocrine issues, right? Cause those are all endocrine disruptors.
0: Yeah. Do you know
1: what I mean? And so one of the things I know in the pandemic, you know, we had, I'm, this is two things I hope people learn, wash your hands. And if you're sick, stay home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I mean, it didn't affect my office too much because we cleaned everything really well anyway. We're mm-hmm. <laughs> medical offices. I know you do as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I have issues with is I don't like the sanitizer craze that we're on. It's over the top. Of- it's over the top and your hands are, they're, they're full, your hands are a different microbiome. They need, they need to be diverse. And I, I would prefer that you go wash your hands, take, you know, a couple minutes and go wash your hands, then sanitize your hands. Cause that's not good. And a lot of the things that they're spreading now are endocrine disruptors. Hmm. And um, so you just have to be really careful, you know? Um, but I think, there's overuse of a lot of toxins. And then even just, if you look at makeup and lotions, there's endocrine disruptors in there, mm-hmm. you know, so be really mindful of what you put on your skin. I'm kind of a snob and what you clean your house with, mm-hmm. you know, I use vinegar and water and thieves, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, in
1: my house and my office, you know, cause I want, you know, I want my environment very clean mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to, it doesn't cost a lot of money. To have a clean environment anymore. You know, I mean, vinegar and water is awesome.
0: Yeah, go with the natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be fancy and
1: expensive or cheap and, and dirty, you know, so mm-hmm. you can find something that works. So those are the kind of sorry, kind of went off the track there. I can ramble. No, it's okay. But so the, just um, those kind of things like the birth control is a long time, antibiotics at an early age for a very long time, a lot of endocrine endoc- disruptors, stress. Um, abuse. actually I'm developing I have a program I'm going to try and launch it this spring um, and I can't I'm, I think the name might be pregnancy bootcamp and um, it's a six or nine month program and you'll see myself and I'll do lots of things to get your body ready to get pregnant. you know if you have either want to get pregnant or you're having a difficult time getting pregnant, I'll do all my functional medicine tests will do some you know make sure like i do a technique called the webster make sure everything is you know you know from a vaginal i'm um, not a vaginal from a um uh visceral point of view make sure everything's functioning optimally work on your digestion your gi system your um, endocrine system and then also see my acupuncturist who can do some things with fertility as well you'll see my massage therapy therapist oh, sorry my massage therapist who will do infertility massage and then I'm going to have somebody come to your house and kind of go through your cabinets and, you know, take out good foods and bad foods and kind of give you a guide how to cook and what to do. Um, I have a chef that can come and teach you how to cook some good healthy meals, super simple. Um, a yoga therapist who does mind-body yoga and come work with some just relax, re- relaxing techniques and kind of get you centered a little bit more. Um, have somebody come to your house and work with the EMFs. And then it's a step-by-step program and then we get your body ready to get pregnant. And then also if you're having troubles, can help get you pregnant.
0: That's amazing. That's like yeah. the full, the full spectrum. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's
1: not just, I mean, you know, I, you know, like I'm good at what you I'm be you, doing, you're good at what you do, but it takes, it takes more, mm-hmm. you know, and I really, I, what I get, makes me so sad. Dr. John is when I see these kids and cause I work with kids on the spectrum or kids that are really sick. Mm-hmm. I want to stop that. I want to get them before they're conceived. Yeah. To get the mom emotionally and physically about chemistry, ready to have a baby and carry a baby. Cause it's, it's hard on the body. You know, you're, 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 it takes a lot to make a baby, to push it out a little hole <laughs> and then save <stay laughs> that life for a baby and then take care of it for 18 plus years.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, It's taxing nutritionally and emotionally on your body. And I want to get moms ready for it. And then I want to do another program nine months of pregnancies to really help you through the pregnancy, make sure that you're, you know, structurally sound, you know, sound in every way. They'll come see Dr. Nicole, they'll do IVs. And then I want to help them get ready when they have the baby. Okay. Let's get your team ready. You know, let's, you know, let's get your, let's get, if you can have somebody come and get some meals delivered for you. Let's make sure you have somebody who can help you clean the house. Let's make sure you have somebody to help, you know, somebody help you. Let's get that team together. Yeah, get a doula. Yeah, get a
0: doula, everything ready for you.
1: So when you come home, like when I had mine, I'm like, oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> You're cute, but I don't know what to do with you. Yeah, deer in headlights. Like, oh right. my gosh, yeah. I gotta do
0: this now. Yeah, you know,
1: and then I wanna have a program for the first year of life for the baby you know, to really work them developmentally, making sure they're on track and, you know, just that whole scenario anyway.
0: That's awesome. Well, I, like I mentioned, this stuff is super interesting to me and that's why I'm glad you were able to come on and talk about GI health inflammation. Cause there is, there's, that's a kind of a buzzword out there, but not everybody oh, yeah. truly and understands you know, what that you know, means, what that word. means.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. It's and I. This is my. I love this stuff. I, I nerd out. <laughs> I can go deep as you want. It's fun.
0: Well, how are some things that you take care of yourself? Like, what do you have to include in either a daily routine or a weekly routine for yourself? So
1: every morning I get up about five o'clock. Or not five six o'clock. I'm trying mm-hmm. to work on five thirty. It took me until my late fifties to become a morning person.
0: A lot of work. <laughs> it takes um, a lot of mental work. Oh, I'm trying to right. Yes.
1: Yes, I used to have to do it when the kids are little, but now my kids are adults, so I don't have to. Mm-hmm. I moved my start date at work till ten, mm-hmm. um, because I know, and I stay till late, like seven or eight. But I know I will never work out when I get home. Mm-hmm. I don't, don't care how much I promise myself. I swear, I just won't do it. So I get up, I meditate. Um, I have three dogs, so I go for. Um, I walk about three or four miles every morning. Mm-hmm. And then I come back and I make breakfast and I have my tea and I, you know, I've already meditated and I'll do some stretching. Um, and that's kind of my morning routine because it's good for my dogs and it's good. That's my emotional, like my reset time in the morning because it's beautiful. It's outside. And I listen to podcasts. Sometimes I listen to music or sometimes I just enjoy and just kind of be. Yeah. You know, like today, it was just so beautiful because it kind of rained a little bit and the mm-hmm. green was so vibrant. And then every once in the sun would, you know, kind of peek through and then a coyote went by. (laughs) Um, So I just, I have my morning routine and that's really important to me. Like if I don't do it, I don't feel right.
0: Yeah. So it's your day up for success and you're taking care of yourself first before you take care of any of your patients too. I do. Yes.
1: My meditation, my walk are, are huge. I, I, that's my day. I have to do that.
0: Awesome. Well, Mm -hmm. where can people find more information about your practice and, and how to contact you? Uh,
1: Well, my office is Ocean Wellness and um, I'm in Solana Beach and you, um, I'm on Instagram with Ocean Wellness and I am my website. What is my website? It is oceanwellness.health.
0: Okay, great. And
1: um, and my office number is 858-792-7296. And um, if anybody has any questions about anything. If I don't, if I don't know, don't know the answer, I know where to look.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, you have a very warming practice too. And like our minds think alike, you got to make it integrative. It's really not one service that's going to help everybody, but how do you integrate other practitioners to really get the best outcome for people?
1: Oh, it's huge. I mean, I really do. It really does take a village And for my practice, I wanted kind of a one-stop shop. I want moms to feel safe. I want them to feel heard and I want to empower them and know that they have choices, Mm -hmm. you know, and then your practice is perfect, you know, Mm -hmm. because, um, you, after you have a baby, you know, you need that work.
0: Yes. Yeah. And we're seeing so many of the women in their forties, fifties, sixties, it's like, they're, they don't want to end up maybe like their mother, or they don't want to go through a surgery or take a medication. Like how can they continue to stay active and feel their best as well and be guided along the way? I mean, you have to. And then like what I'd like to
1: do when I incorporate my, you know, my program with, um, the pregnancy is like make sure that they see you at the end.
0: Yes. Yeah. Awesome. You know, cause that
1: pelvic floor is crucial,
0: mm-hmm. you know? Well, thank you. I so appreciate chatting with you. It's funny that we keep talking about going out for coffee or having a glass of wine, but we do it over Zoom this time. Well, there we go.
1: Cheers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't wait till we can see each other in person,
1: John. And thank you so very much. And you have a wonderful weekend.
0: Thank you, Dr. Shelf. So appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. Thanks,
1: you too. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Women's Health Happy Hour podcast. And if you are a woman that's struggling with motivation right now, maybe you just want to boost your energy and just get the most out of life. You need to go on over and join our private Facebook group community. It's called the Level 4 Women's Health Insiders Group. And every week we share informational videos. We have lots of great content in order to guide you along your health journey and free giveaways as well. So go on over to Level 4 Women's Health Insiders Group, join the group, and we'll see you there. So, thanks for listening. The information given on this podcast is not intended to apply to every individual's potential injury. It is impossible to give 100% complete, accurate diagnosis and prognosis without a thorough physical examination. The information provided is not meant as a substitute for your own professional advice from a healthcare provider or other medical professional. Under no circumstances will Level 4, Physical Therapy and Performance Incorporated, or any of our other professionals be liable for any damage caused by reliance on the information that we make available on this podcast.